We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is March 2nd. It's 2021, and we have six NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Eh, not too bad. DFS went terrible. Somehow I ended up with a lot of Joker and a lot of Michael Porter, and none of the same lineups. And everything went bad. But that's DFS. It's cold streak. It'll end eventually. <laughs> it happens. To the, it happens. Like, that's the swings. Like, um, you know, it stinks. But you got to stick with it, trust the process, and um, reevaluate the process. Like, always, you know, make sure you're not missing something in your process. I think that is the best way to attack a cold streak and just try to, try to what, stay mentally strong through it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. Like, I, I'm not missing anything. Like, I'm playing all the right plays just – not in the right lineups and then cash it's always one player off and yeah it's just missing out on some random things like flipping a coin and going with the wrong side of the coin flip all the all the stuff is there all the moves are right it's just not coming together so at least when you see that you know that like all right it'll turn around quicker rather than later we are presented by superdraft.com if you guys haven't checked them out head on over there Use the promo code GRINDERS. It's an exclusive promotion we got going on right now. Get a $150 immediate matching bonus um, on any deposit, $150 or more. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out. If you don't want to deposit the whole $150, it's cash for cash up to $50. Bucks. So uh, cash for cash up to $50. If you go over $150, you're going to get a $150 um, immediate matching deposit bonus. So take advantage of the money. And uh, check out Super Draft. We will have our Super Draft plays of the day. I know Grant plays over there a lot, so when we do the plays of the day, um, he can kind of touch on it over there a little bit more. They have a 7.30 lock, five-game slate for today's um, slate. So we jump in here, Grant, with the Memphis and Washington game, 238 total. Washington favored by one. This game's already moved on a couple books to uh, Memphis favored. Grayson Allen's out. Uh, Kyle Anderson's questionable. Triple J remains out. 
Thomas Bryan and Ish Smith are out for Washington. Um, what do you like here from Memphis, Grant? I mean, J-Bell on the smallest slate with uh, – there's pretty much one cross. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the slate at the moment. Um, there's one cross-out game, but – so because of that, some plays I normally wouldn't think about on this side of the slate with the cross-off game, uh, I actually do like. So, Valanchunas in there at 7.2K going up against Washington, not great versus center. One of the fastest-paced matchup you can get, one of the best defensive matchups you can get. Valanchunas is a fantastic play for tournaments at 7.2K, and so is Morant. Um, hasn't been playing a ton of minutes recently, but they've been involved in quite a few blowouts, blew out the Clippers, got blown out by the Clippers, blew out Houston. So looking at game logs, you're really not going to find that much useful information over the last five games because four of them have been complete blowouts. So Morant's price tag has kind of dropped down all the way to 7K. And I think that's a little bit too cheap considering his potential upside going up against Washington. I think Morant's one of the better point per dollar plays in the mid range on today's slate. And it's just the perfect spot for him. If Kyle Anderson ends up missing, I think that could mean a few extra minutes for Dylan Brooks. Not a great play, but on the slate, you definitely have to consider him. Uh, the shot volume probably should be there. Has a chance at over 20 shot attempts. And this matchup here at 5.3K can absolutely hit value. And then Winslow is probably one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Uh, 3,900. He's been getting some extra run, but even in the ga- one game that did stay close, he still played 26 minutes. He's had over 20 minutes in each of the last four games he's played in all the four games he's played this season. The usage has been there, uh, over eight shot attempts in every single one averaging close to 11 shot attempts per game, getting peripheral stats. 3.9 K seems a little bit too cheap for him as of right now. Like I have a lot of interest in Memphis, which is tough because, I only have like one or two guys I want to bring back with. Yeah, like obviously um, Morant's way underpriced for a matchup with Washington. I like the Valentunas call. Like you said, you can't really look at the last couple games. Um, you know, blowouts both ways uh, in the last couple games for this team. So um, Grayson Allen out as well as Kyle Anderson being questionable. Like you said, Dylan Brooks bump, Melton potential bump, Winslow bump. So um, it's hard not to like this game. This game has a 238 total. It's going to be a lot of back and forth scoring. Um, Definitely like the Memphis side as well. Let's go to the Washington side. What do you like here for the Wizards? Beal or Westbrook. Uh, Slight lean towards Beal. Beal, but it's Beal or Westbrook. I mean, we know both these guys are playing. What this offense looks like, Hachimura is probably priced where he should be. I think the one other guy that I would consider taking a shot on is Bertans. Um, High-scoring game, which pretty much every single Washington game. But if he gets hot, then he can absolutely shoot lights out. Over the last two games, five three-pointers in each of them. Uh, He's had one 48-point game and then a lot of duds over the last 10. So not the best play in the world, but if you really need to throw someone else in a game stack, he's the only person I consider, but it's Beal or Westbrook. Like, take your pick which one you want to go with. Either one can go off. Both can go off. But, like, Washington's pretty pretty simple every single day. Occasionally, they'll have someone else do something. But unless there's an injury to one of these guys, more often than not, it's just not going to be a favorable fantasy spot for anyone outside of those two. Yeah, like, those are the two guys. Um, you can't really trust anything else. You know, I, I think, like, there's games that Bertans is going to get hot and have good games, but he's really the only guy that I think you can take remote shots on on this team. We move on. We got the Clippers and the Celtics. No total in this game. Um, Patterson's out for the Clippers. 
Jalen Brown's questionable. Marcus Smart's out. Uh, what do you like here for LA? Not a whole lot. I think Kawhi and George both offer a little bit of upside at their price tag. It's not a great matchup going up against Boston. With both men there kind of eating to each other's usage. I have a slight lean towards Kawhi at an extra 400. He's been putting up pretty decent numbers over his last five, six games. Um, he definitely has some upside, but I'm almost only using Kawhi and George if I'm bringing it back with the Boston side, which largely depends on the status of Jalen Brown. Lou Williams still priced up a enough where I don't exactly want to use him. He is getting minutes and he can put up a pretty decent game at any given time, but not someone I want to trust now that Kawhi and George are bath back. Serge Ibaka, like he can get it done in his minutes and his price tag isn't terrible, but you're not really expecting more than 25, 26, 27 minutes, any given matchup. Him and Zubak are splitting it for the most part. Marcus Morris, not someone I want to play. Like we, the Clippers are a pretty standard team. Um, we know what we're going to get from them. It's going to be Kawhi and Paul George getting most of the usage, but they're going to run a fairly deep rotation. Always a chance of a blowout. So, I mean, I can't really see anyone of value here uh, outside of George and Kawhi, but they're just only moderately underpriced. And I think the better build is kind of to go a little bit stars and scrubs on the slate. Yeah, like, you know, Georgia's shots attempts, um, you know, since coming back haven't been, like, anything stellar. Um, outside of the Brooklyn game, like, his usage has, you know, been floating around, like, 27 to 30%. Like, that Brooklyn game, he had a 38% usage in that one. So, I could see him in this game getting a little bit more usage, getting a little bit more shot up, you know, shots up. Um, so, I don't hate playing Kawhi or George. I think there's better plays on the slate overall, but it's this this is not my favorite game. And on the Boston side of things, like obviously we're waiting on the news of um Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown is out, then I have a lot more interest in like Paul George and Kawhi because I want to get a lot of Tatum and Kimba. Yeah, that's basically it. If Brown is playing, then I'm probably crossing this game up. Um if Brown isn't playing then yeah. Kemba, I probably prefer Tatum more than Kemba. Uh, his price tag is all the way up to 7,300. Yes, he can put up a big outing, but it's just been rising and rising. Even though those minutes have been going up, I still think that that's not a horrible price, but probably about where it should be. Tatum's underpriced at 9.4K. I think if Brown doesn't end up playing, should be eating up all the usage. Had a decent game the other night, putting up 51 points without him there. And I think we get something similar here. But, like, even without Brown in there, I don't want a ton of ownership in them. The problem is, looking at the slate overall, there's not a lot of guys that I really want to play. Um, I think that Trey Young is probably on a similar page as Tatum. I think uh, Julius Randle probably is and several other guys. So it's it's just a tough – like, normally 9.4K is about what I'd want to pay for him. But on this slate overall, he stands out as a much better value strictly because – there's not a ton of great matchups outside of Memphis and Washington, and there's not a ton of great games on the slate. So, like, you have to have interest in both Kemba and Tatum strictly based on what the rest of the games are on this slate. And a little bit of it hinges on Jimmy Butler. But, yeah, outside of that, I don't – Tristan Thompson's can't really trust his minutes right now. So, not someone I want to use with. Pritchard, only getting 20 minutes, only going to get you 16, 17 points. I'd rather go with Winslow. Tice, I guess, is an interesting play to throw in um, with everyone else. He can get 30 minutes and he can get a decent outing at 5,400. And there's not really a ton of plays in that range. 
but predominantly it's just Tatum and Walker. Yeah, and like if Brown plays, I'm with you. I think this is a game that I'll probably end up being underweight on if Brown plays. Um, so it's it's really going to depend on like if he plays or not. Um, Atlanta at Miami, no total in this game. We're waiting on some injury news here. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta fired their coach on Monday too, didn't they? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, um, obviously Atlanta? that's something. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Monday. Um, Bogdanovich is questionable. Dunn's out. Hunter is out and Reddish is out on the Miami side. Bradley's out. Leonard's out, but Jimmy Butler is the big news in this one. He's questionable. Um, dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. He was out on Sunday as well. Um, let's start with Atlanta. What do you like here for the Hawks? Uh, John Collins put up an absolute massive outing um, going up against Miami the last time. And he's had 19-plus shot attempts over the last two games. I think he's definitely in play without Reddish in there and her, uh, Hunter and everyone. He's get, been getting a decent amount of playing time. He's been getting a decent amount of usage. So up over 30 minutes in each of the last two He's definitely a guy that I think is in play for tournaments and is in a decent spot. Capella's price tag is probably about where it should be. Um, he's been getting minutes. So I think you can definitely take a shot on him in tournaments. And he definitely has some upside. And Trey Young, like, it's not a great spot for him. But he did put up 40 points in the last game, shooting 3 for 14 from the field. It's the first time he's had less than 20 shot attempts over the last four. So I think, like, the problem is there's a lot of guys to spend up for. I think Tatum may be the better play, but may not be. Like, it, it's, it's just tough to figure out your spend-ups on this spot or on this slate here. Um, all three of them are for sure in play. Collins is probably my favorite, followed by Cabello, followed by Trey Young. But outside of that, like, Gallinari is not getting much over 20 minutes. Like, I know he had the 33-minute game going up against Boston, but he's probably going to stick in the 20 to 25-minute range, which at 4.9K – is probably not enough to get you there. Like, you're not playing Tony Snell, even though he's going to get a ton of minutes. He's not going to be productive. You're not really playing any of these other guys on Atlanta. So, Capella, Collins, Trey, and Collins is probably my favorite. Yeah. You know, I definitely think Collins is super interesting here at 6,800, coming off of a big game against the same team. Uh, you know, what says he can't do it again? You know, Trey Young's expensive, man, 9,600. I, I think that's a tough ask for Trey Young. I know, like, he can have big games in any matchup, but we are, like, we're sitting on a slate with Giannis against Denver, Jokic against Milwaukee. Uh, we already talked about, like, Westbrook and Beal. I don't know if Trey Young just makes the cut for me in general today. Um, on the Miami side, Man, if Butler's out, like Tyler Hero's six K, and I know he didn't have a good game on Sunday against Atlanta in the same spot, but I think you look at him. I think you can look at Gordon Drogic. I think you can look at Kendrick Nunn in the spot. Yeah, no, absolutely, right there with you. Um, without if Butler doesn't end up playing, I like Nunn. I think the best of all three of them, but. Hero, I know he had a bad outing the other night versus Atlanta. It just happens sometimes. But prior to getting injured against the Lakers, like, Hero was putting up 40-point outings. Um, I think that he can do that again. Like, 6K is too cheap of a price tag. None at 5,500, considering the amount of minutes he should play and the usage that he should get and the shots he's going to take. 
running everything. I think that none is a fantastic play. I prefer him slightly to hero. And then bam without Butler. Like I don't even put up 44 the other night, but still this is not the greatest slate in the world. And he definitely has 50 someone point upside, especially going up against Atlanta. So it all depends on the injury news with Butler. If Butler does end up playing, I think that he's definitely a guy that I want to use a decent amount of people might be a little bit worried about playing him after that knee injury. Um, but if he's back, then this was a guy that was putting up triple doubles for the last month on a fairly consistent basis. He's been getting a ton of usage. He's been contributing everywhere. 9.2 gain a match versus Atlanta is definitely too low. He's, I think could be one of the top GPP plays if he ends up playing. And if he does, then I'm probably avoiding everyone outside of maybe hero in this spot, but yeah, like it all kind of depends on Butler's status. Yeah, this one, like, if if Butler plays, I think he's in play. Um, if Butler sits, it opens up so many doors in this game. I, I think, like, the potential forgotten guy here is Bam, but I, I think, like, the price is a little – like, he's, he's probably priced really appropriately for the matchup. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, um, anyway – Moving on, New York at San Antonio. No total in this game. Uh, Taj Gibson is out. Alpha Payton is doubtful. Mitchell Robinson's out. And then on the San Antonio side of things, they're on the second end of a back-to-back uh, for this one. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, like, Keldon Johnson remained out on Monday. Uh, Derek White is is still out. Um, and Rudy Gay was out as well. So... We'll have to kind of see what happens here. Um, what are you looking at here for the Knicks? Derek Rose. Um, like, he's playing 30-some-odd minutes without uh, Alfred Payton in there. Like, they've been running a little bit of him and quickly together. But Derek Rose is probably still too cheap, I think, at 5.9K. If he's going to be getting anywhere from 32 to 38 minutes. Like, the Detroit game, it was because it wasn't really that close that he got yanked near the end of it. So, Derek Rose is still too cheap when you consider Peyton being out Noel's getting 40 minutes like he's playing just a boatload of minutes I know that he hasn't really crushed but if he's going to keep getting these minutes he can still do a ton of damage like you look at his point per minute prior to the last two games playing 40 minutes and he was putting up 0.8 points per minute so in a 40 minute outing he can put up a 40 spot here I think and he got he still averaged, I think, five blocks and steals per 36. So he's definitely a guy that I'm looking at going up against San Antonio. Randall's Randall. He's always fine. He's gonna play a boatload of minutes. He gives you a nice floor. He gives you a nice little ceiling. Match versus Sac- San Antonio isn't bad, but my two favorite plays are Rose and Noel. And if you really want to take a shot in tournaments on quickly, like you can't fully trust his minutes, but if he does end up getting a bump in minutes for some reason without Peyton playing and Thibodeau finally figures out to play him more, then he's definitely a guy that can end up crushing and taking, helping you take down a tournament at fairly low ownership. Cause you just can't trust those minutes. You know, I think Randall runs into the same problem of just, is he going to have enough ceiling to pay off this price? I think he's a good play. I would never talk you off of playing him here, but I think Derek Rose is the play here from the Knicks. Uh, I think he's the guy that I end up on the most in this spot. RJ Barrett's had a couple good games. Like if he continues to shoot the ball well, um, don't hate it. 
And then, like you said, with quickly, you know, it's always just it's just a minutes thing. And Elf Payton out um, definitely helps him, but it really hasn't like still like boosted his minutes into that range where I think he has the ceiling to like break a slate. So, um, what do you like here for San Antonio? No, assuming everyone that we think is going to play plays, I want no one. It's a match versus New York. Everyone's kind of priced how they should be. You're not getting a ton of upside from DeRozan at 8.1K going up against the Knicks. Like he had a match versus New Orleans and against Brooklyn and did well, but match versus the Knicks is not the same. And he did get really a price decrease. DeJounte Murray's always finding tournaments and a guy that you can take as a bring back if you are stacking up this game. But again, it's the Knicks. They're one of the slowest paced teams and one of the best defensive teams. Total 6.1K priced where he should be, maybe even a little bit too high for this matchup. LMA coming off the bench, you're not going to get over 25 minutes. So I like, unless news comes out, I'm just fading the Spurs because they're not priced how they should be going up against the Knicks. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, you have to like wonder if like LaMarcus Aldridge is going to play on the second end of a back-to-back or if any of these other guys that are like conditioning wise that just got back from all the COVID stuff. Um, I think like you can look at DeRozan and I think you can look at like DeJounte Murray, but like these guys play big minutes on Monday against Brooklyn. So I don't know. This might be a game that is just a weird scoring game. Um, I'll obviously wait to see what the news looks like here for San Antonio, but I don't know. This one's, this one's not a game that I necessarily love. Uh, Moving on. We got Denver at Milwaukee. 236 total Milwaukee favored by six and a half uh, Denver's on the second end of a back-to-back and uh, Milwaukee's good injury wise. Uh, so we know Jermichael green is not going to play. Um, we, we know Paul Millsap's not going to play. Um, we know Gary Harris is not going to play. Um, and Capanzo was, he was a COVID thing. Um, I think so. I think the same guys kind of remain out here for Denver that were out on Monday. Uh, what do you like here for the Nugs? I mean, I'm going right back to the well on Murray. Um, I know he had a terrible outing um, against Chicago, which really crushed me today. Um, but I'm going right back to the well. This guy has been putting up monster numbers over the last eight games outside of the last two and like – it's a matchup versus Milwaukee. It's going to be a fast-paced game. I know it's a tough defensive matchup, but Murray is playing like he was in the bubble, and maybe this is the end of his run of playing like that, but I'm, I'm willing to just bet on it. Like, I will still play Murray even at 8,600 in a matchup versus Milwaukee. Joker is Joker, is a guy that can put up 70, 80 any given night. He's fantastic. Not going to argue with playing him. We're talking about spend-ups. He's probably right there with all of them and a guy that I'll have some ownership in. MPJ is always in playing tournaments. I saw what he did last night. He's had a double-double in four straight games. Like, he's a guy that offers you a pretty big ceiling if he gets hot shooting the ball. So, it's those three guys. Like, if you want to take a shot on Dozier because he's cheap, like, if the value doesn't open up, he's definitely a guy that's in play. Monte Morris, I think there's not enough other 4 and 5K guys that I would rather go with where I'm probably not rolling with him. Most of the usage is going to be eaten up with MPJ, Murray, and Joker. Like, 
Will Barton's always an all right play, but not a great play. I think this is a similar spot where he's not a great play. So Murray is my favorite play from the Nuggets, but I'm not going to argue with MBJ or with Joker. Yeah, I think I like Murray the most as well. Um, I think Jokic has the highest ceiling in this spot. Milwaukee is just a team that doesn't really rebound, and Jokic could – like this could be a spot he goes like um, – 20 25 25 20 like somewhere crazy so um yeah i think overall um i'm gonna probably play Jokic if i'm spending up i don't hate murray you know i don't hate will barton in the spot either you know i I, gosh like i think this game's gonna be so high scoring don't you grant like this game could with the it could just be like back and forth back and forth yeah, no, it could absolutely be. Like, I think the Denver side is a little bit more condensed than the Milwaukee side. So, like I said, Murray's my favorite, but I have no problem with MBJ or Joker. We know that the majority of the usage is going to go to those three guys. Like, yeah, and they're going to run a condensed rotation. So, all these guys are probably going to get a significant amount of run. So, yeah, like, like I said, we've just – we've seen, what, two guys out of these three go ham – in each of the, what, the last five games. So I'm expecting, again, I think the best candidate is Murray. Joker obviously offers you a massive upside, but you're always obviously sacrificing one of the other big stand-ups on the slate. So it's just kind of picking and choosing what you want to go with. And it's hard to play Joker and Murray and then bring it back with Giannis. It's just not really possible on this slate unless some major value opens up. So that's the problem. Like you, you want to play a bunch of guys from this game. But outside of the three main guys over on Denver and Giannis over on the other side, there's not a whole lot of other people I want to throw into my lineups from this game. And it's just tough to fit that much price or that much salary into a game stack. So that's kind of the problem I think people are going to run into in building for this game. Uh, let's go to the buck side of things. Like, obviously, Giannis is 11K and he's – typically the guy you want to play in close um, competitive games only put up 47 fantasy points. The first time these two teams met, what are you, what are your thoughts here on the bucks? Giannis, that's it. Drew holiday coming back is not going to play a ton of minutes. I don't think like his conditioning lineup. It, I don't think is going to be there. So I mean, I could be wrong. Um, you only played 18 minutes in the last game back. So who knows if I'm right or not. Um, but Middleton, it's fine, but not a great play. Like he just hasn't been the same quite once since Drew left and still even with Drew back isn't great. He's like putting up 35 to 40 points most games, but that's really not going to get you there in a tournament at 8.3 K. So honestly, all I really want is Giannis. Like I'm not playing DiVincenzo. I don't think, you know, I had a massive game. Drew's back. I'll eat into his minutes. I'll eat into his production. All these guys like, kind of are going to get their production eaten into outside of Giannis on uh, on the Bucks with Drew coming back. And I don't really trust Drew's minutes. So it's really just Giannis is going to be the only guy that gives you the ceiling. And realistically, like, do I want to play him over the end of these other guys? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think if we knew – if we knew Drew was going to play – more minutes if that comes out like if they say like he's gonna get bumped up to like 25 here maybe but i think overall 
probably off this Milwaukee side. And it kind of sinks because I think there's some value here going up against Denver with Denver being on the second end of a back-to-back and everything. It's just the guys you want to play are like Giannis, Middleton, and Drew. And Middleton's priced so high with Drew being back and Drew's just not playing enough minutes. So it's like, where do you end up on? Like, DiVincenzo? We don't know what his minutes are going to be moving forward. And Bobby Portis doesn't play enough minutes, even though, like, his production's solid. Um I could see Bobby Portis getting more minutes in this game and them using him a little bit more than Brooke Lopez. Um, but like even saying that, like, you know, he only played 20 minutes the first time these two teams met. So it's tough to even say that. Yeah. Yeah. We finish out with Phoenix at LA taking on the Lakers two sixteen and a half and a half total Lakers favor by one and a half. Um, Sarge is questionable and AD is out. Let's start here with Phoenix. What do you like here for Phoenix? I think that Chris Paul is the play over on Phoenix. I mean, he's put up over 40 and three straight, had two 50-point games there, three 50-point games in the last five. Um, I know it's not a great match versus the Lakers, but they're obviously not the same defensive team without AD in there. Uh, 7.5K seems a little bit too cheap for him. Aiton on a normal slate, I don't think I'd want to go with, but here I could see him being an all right play. Um minutes if this game stays close like Aiden's a guy I throw on a games deck this game stays close he should be in the low 30s which he can absolutely crush his price tag there I don't think I'm going with Crowder or Bridges like I just don't see them putting up uh big numbers in a slower paced matchup going up against the Lakers I'm not playing any of the ancillary players so it's Chris Paul I'll play as a one-off or in a games deck Aiden I'll only play in a games deck Booker, you can always play. I'm not going to talk you off of him, but I'm not playing him. All right, so my problem with this game, and like you're like, oh, the defense um, for the Lakers, it, it isn't the same, but both these teams rank in the top two. They're first and second in defensive rating over the last five games. Um, pace-wise, they're like both middle of the road. Net rating, the Phoenix Suns are first um, over the last five games. The Lakers rank 16th. Their offense has been struggling a little bit, so – I, first of all, I think you should bet the money line on Phoenix. Um, I think Phoenix beats the Lakers straight up in this game. If you don't think that, take the one and a half that you're getting. or It's at two in some places as well. My problem with this game for DFS is just like, I, I don't want to play LeBron. I could see playing Booker at 81. I could see playing Chris Paul. But it's not even like, I love these prices on these guys. So... I think like taking shots on Paul or Booker or Aiton is fine, but on the Lakers side, like my favorite Laker play would probably be like Dennis Schroeder. And I don't want to play Dennis Schroeder in this slate. Yeah. I mean, Drew's not a great play. James, I think he can play. Like I know he has been as good as we hoped he would be without Davis in there, but still offers a pretty massive upside on any given slate. He's going to come in at low ownership. We have projected for low ownership, even in a tough matchup going up against Phoenix. I think he's in play, but yeah, you're right. Like I don't, I don't really want to play Harrell or Gasol. Like Kuzma's priced about where he should be for his potential upside, but you don't really expect him to get a ton of minutes since coming off the bench. Like Schroeder is really the only guy you would want to consider. Um, definitely offers you a bit of upside, but this is not a type of matchup where you're going to get a lot of upside. So kind of right there with you like i don't 
know if I want to play anyone over the Lakers and like it would strictly be like a late night game stack at low ownership with LeBron, Aiden, and Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about this game, but I could see this game like being competitive and like high scoring in that aspect. But I don't know. This game is going to have to beat me. Like, I'm going to play a lot of the Memphis game. I'm going to play a lot of the Denver game. And then I'm going to fill in pieces with the other games. And if this game beats me on the late hammer, it beats me. Um, let's get into our Super Draft play of the day. Uh, Grant, who do you like over on Super Draft to make your play of the day? Uh, it's probably Michael Porter Jr. He's at 1.6x multiplier looking at today's slate for forwards. There's not really a ton of guys above one25 they're really in play. It's pretty much him, Collins, and like maybe RJ Barrett. So, yeah, I, am I only supposed to pick one? I don't. I don't know the rules on this. You pick as many as you want. Give out as much advice as you want to give. We're here for the listeners. Okay, the tournament plays are probably going to be Derek Rose is a fantastic. Don't take one. my guy. That's the only rule. Derek Rose is my play of the day. Just so everybody knows. Keep going, Grant. All right. Yeah, we already said mine was MPJ. Um, but likely we're going to see a decent amount of ownership on the low multiplier guys. I think that DeJounte Murray, if someone gets ruled out, is a pretty decent per- tournament pl- pick. Chris Paul is probably the undervalued guy. He's at 1.4x multiplier, even in a match versus the Lakers. Again, they're not as great defensively. Like Chris Paul is definitely a guy that you want to use a decent amount of. Middleton, I know Drew Holiday's back, but he's still at 1.4x multiplier on today's slate. That's far too high, and he's definitely a guy you want to have it lot of exposure to in tournaments and then at the center position it's pretty cut and dry that no one at a higher multiplier is a great play outside of collins and maybe Aiton if you're playing at a playing in a game stack so you can probably get away with even on the second of a backpack in a tough match versus milwaukee just locking in joker we were talking about wanting to stack up that game you can absolutely stack up that game over on super draft because guess what multipliers don't apply at all so like i like the game stack idea of going with Jokic, mpj or murray and bring it back with Giannis and middleton over on super draft because a lot of the low multiplier guys are probably too low multiplier like bam at 1.15 capella at 1.2 those should realistically be 1.25 and 1.35 when you consider that Jokic is 1.05 and Giannis is one and uh lebron is 1.1 so I think the Phoenix and Phoenix and Lakers game stack and the uh, Milwaukee game stack is a lot more palatable over on Super Draft if you do want to stack up those games and watch them. I already said um, Derek Rose is my play. One point seven x multiplier for Derek Rose. Uh, Elf Payton doubtful. Rose getting plenty of minutes to you know kind of pay that off over there. So. I really like him, Grant. I like him a lot um, over there. Uh, let's get into the morning grind game. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X over there on DK. Uh, who are you looking at? Winslow. I like it. Um, I like that one. I was kind of like looking at it, and there, there's not a, a ton of great options um value plays wise today which kind of stinks um i i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go back to well on trey lyles yeah 
probably like probably not gonna get there. But um, over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bust today? I think I'm going at the lower end and gonna go with Devin Booker. All right, Booker, I like it. Um, oh gosh, I'm gonna go Julius Randle. Favorite six X play? Who do you got? Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, I like it. Obviously, he's my super draft play of the day, so I like it a lot. Um, I'm gonna go John Morant. Like I, I love this spot for John Morant, and I think he is. I think he's a little underpriced for this matchup. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? I mean, is Collins or Chris Paul weird? I think Collins might be weird enough. All right, done. We'll see. I'm gonna go Melton. I don't think anybody's gonna play Melton, right? I was looking at that value range. I was like, Melton might be low on in this spot. Um, again, I, I want as much as this Memphis Washington game as possible. Um, game selection. Why don't you tell us about the big tournament over there on Superdraft? I know you play that tournament a lot. Um, talk us about that one. Uh, so it's an eighteen dollar. Um, I think you can get seventy seven entries, seven point five k to first. 25% of people cash, and I think it's a 1.5 times cash all the way up to 240th place, 2,500 total entries. Generally, on any given day, they're going to overlay anywhere from 5 to 15%. So there will likely be around 2,000 to 2,100 entries in the contest. So it's definitely paying you overlay in this spot, and it's definitely a positive EV move. Plus, I've been doing so terrible at it lately that there's even more reverse rate because I'm paying it. I'm paying the extra overlay. <laughs> um, so yeah, like up top, seven and a half K second place, three and a half K is a little bit top heavy, but not terrible. You're still in 10th place getting 500 bucks back and you're still getting 217th place. So a little bit top heavy, but nothing terrible, but yeah, it's solid um, with a standalone game at the end of the night, you can potentially, uh, get a little bit of an edge swapping off of LeBron onto a guy like Chris Paul onto a guy like Booker that's going to get lower owned. But yeah, like it's the tournament I play every night. And if you want something a little bit less top heavy or a little bit less volatile, they have a $2,500, 2,500 total prizes, $30 single entry that generally fills 50 or 60 of the 87 spots. We got the single entry series running over there with FanDuel. Um, check them out. We have a two twenty two um, and a one dollar. Both of those happening over there this week. So if you're a high stakes player, you could definitely check out the two twenty two. Um, Five hundred entries into that one, and then the one dollar. There's twenty three thousand entries into that one. So you could get uh, get different on that one dollar for sure. Uh, Grant finishes out. Any over-under against the spread um, picks that you like today? Going the over on the Washington game. Um, I, I Listen, I like the Phoenix money line. I already said this. Um, I, I think that – I think they beat the Lakers here, and I don't think it's too crazy to think that. So, I like the I like the Suns. And like I said, I take the little bit of value that you get with betting the Suns money line in this one. So, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I hope I'm ready for bed. Me too. It was so fun being at a, a basketball game again, though, but I'm tired. I I'm can't bed. wait for baseball games this summer. I'm just, I can't wait till I get the vaccine. 
so I can go to baseball game and not worry about things. Yeah, well, I'm I'm negative for COVID. Um, I had to get tested to go to the Magic game, so there you go. Yeah, that's smart that they're doing that. Do they have nope. the COVID sniffing dogs? No, they don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, so anyway, that's gonna wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids. <laughs>